Welcome to SKU Talks. We are your one-stop shop for all things e-commerce. While I tend to skew towards Amazon, no pun intended, our guests come from all sorts of professional backgrounds, and I'd like to think there's something in here for everyone. Thanks for joining. Hello, hello. I am here with Terry of Healers Pet Care. Terry, thanks so much for coming on. As those of you who listen know, I love the pet space. So anybody that wants to join that's in the pet space and talk to me about their unique products, I always have a great time. Terry, who are you joined with today, by the way? I know they can't see, but I see. You can't see. Jake, um, Maddie, my German Shepherd is here bugging me like crazy because she gets tired of me being on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you talking to? I can't even see anyone. What's going on? (laughs) So um, so anyway, yeah, yeah. I'm obviously president of Healers Pet Care. And I um, just to give you a quick background on us and me and my company and, and my dogs. He's just finally curled up underneath my chair here. Perfect. Um, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Healer started um, about 10 years ago. I started this. I'm an engineer. I tend to look for ways to create products. And um, my dog uh, it was a German shepherd, Jake, at the time. He's passed away since I then. love the dog names. <laughs> I love sorry I love the human names for dogs I, I never get sick of that I think that's great <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah we're, my husband's the one that's pretty creative when it comes to finding names but yeah. um but Jake we went on a hike on a hot day like many people do you know they take their mm-hmm. dogs out on either a cold icy day or a hot day and not thinking about what it can do to their paws. And so I came back after a hike with Jake and the ground was, I saw blood all over the ground. I mean, the dogs just don't complain. They don't complain. They just keep hiking. And every pad on every, all four paws literally had melted off. They were all bleeding and we were camping and we had, so the only thing, you know, you put socks, clean it up, best you can put some socks and duct tape on it to protect it a little bit. Got it to the vet, cleaned them up. And the it's like dogs don't often like wearing that type of like no. human socks on their feet. Probably no, they don't do real not well. Their favorite. Yeah. Okay. So it's like losing a fingernail. So for two months, you're taking the bandages off, soaking clean, putting the bandages back on again. You're going through vet wrap and gauze like crazy. You're throwing, I mean, it's just a nightmare. So at being an engineer, I created a, a real medical boot. So it's super easy to wrap and bandage a paw. They've got gauze inserts that fit inside, won't stick to the wound when it heals. And I tell you, people have really thanked us for coming up with a simple solution for, you know, because paws are just, unless you're a veterinarian, you're really challenging to bandage. Yeah. And, and they get them like- dirty when they go outside and you've got to. I mean, it's just, like I said, it's a nightmare for, for healing. So yeah, now we have I, a medical I totally boot that works. That. Yeah, because I mean, when I think about dog's paws, which is more often than most, um, I, I feel like it's such a unique, like, skin segment, I guess, like compared to like, even if you're somebody that's medically trained to cover, you know, to work on humans, I feel like it's not only is it a unique bit of skin, but it's also something that like, Dogs don't want to sit there and let you wrap them up for extended periods of time. So I'm sure the how long it takes to ultimately put on one of these boots versus trying to wrap it and then have it stay on the dog is probably a lifesaver. Yeah, yeah. We've actually had people call me. They use our boots also for senior pets that drag their paws and have a hard time walking. As oh, yeah. They slip all over the place on hardwood floors. And they can't grip it. So they put these boots on. I call them my slippers. They're like slippers, and they yeah, put I'm looking at them right now. And they they actually one person called me and said they didn't have to put their dog down because 
it gave them a way to walk upstairs again and walk wow. around. So that that was pretty pretty cool for to have that. And um, that's that's one of my favorite types of stories. So we I've worked with a good amount of pet brands, and the two uh, co-founders myself of, of Delivered Media actually bought a Amazon focused pet brand. It's it's nothing as beneficial as yours. It's more like ergonomic bowls for small dogs and cats. Yeah. Um, but as such, I talked to a lot of people in the pet space and the amount of stories about animals' lives that they've been able to save due to their products, you know, a lot of different types of products. Like some of them are supplements, some of them are just right. healthier types of foods and then products like this, it's so unique. But that's definitely, I feel like people that get into the pet space, obviously, hopefully love pets and that's why. So yeah. I think that, that that the fulfillment component of what you do is probably really fantastic yeah it's so outside cool. of those i saw you guys also do a good amount of supplements and things like that i'd love to hear a little bit about those yeah well, you know once we started creating the medical wraps so we have body wraps in different ways we don't like the cone we don't want you to have to put that horrible cone on your dog so we yeah. have different ways to prevent that but we That's started great. saying well now we need topicals to heal it so we have wound care rinses and hot spot for those nasty itchy things and yep. then we get into the supplements to prevent injuries in the first place and we just uh, my turmeric is really really a cool product because it comes out of costa rica my best friend from high school owned the farm that it grew on so we knew the farmer that actually grew the turmeric and we had it tested awesome. and it had like three times the or two and a half times the curcumin level is most turmeric does wow. and i just got an email from a customer who's been using our turmeric and he said that he swears it shrunk his dog's tumor for his cancer he had a wow. tumor lump and he'd been giving him the turmeric ongoing and by the time they had the surgery the tumor had shrunk and the only thing he did was different was giving him our turmeric so he swears by it which again these are really cool stories that we get from our customers that i just That's love incredible. to hear that's incredible. Um, I, I imagine, I mean, like that, that to me, I think is one of the most rewarding things about working in the space. So I guess, and that to me, I've also heard really good stories about how those sort of, you know, not to always use the business brain on everything, especially with something that has sentimental value like this, but that those can often turn into valuable marketing tools, right? I mean, if yeah. you, you hear these specific stories about how it saved a dog's life or, you know, the, the impacts that it's actually made on these animals, then those are things that are good to highlight that might be attractive for people who are dealing with certain issues uh, to encourage them to purchase them for them, their pets as well. So I guess changing gears just slightly to that, after launching, after inception of this product, after you know using your engineering brain and, and creating the product itself, what steps did you take from a marketing from the marketing side like that you would take over again and where did you see success? And then what were some steps that you would experiment with that, you know, maybe you'd advise somebody not taking? <laughs> yeah, marketing has always been a challenge. Um, so when I when I launched, um, you know, I debated trying, you know, trying to attack just the local market first and try to mm -hmm. kind of, I'm in bootstrapping. Yeah, retail. Yeah, okay. and bootstrapping and bootstrapping. And when we started, Amazon actually was just entering into the pet space, pretty much. They okay. didn't have a lot of um, pet products. So they approached us at a trade show and said, we really love your product. We want really? to, we want to um, get it on Amazon. 
So we they did set us up as an actual wholesale account, not not just in seller centers. Okay. They so actually buy our product. That was about ten years ago, two thousand eleven okay. timeframe. I guess God, that's twelve years ago. Man, where's the time go? Anyway, um, so we launched oh, on Amazon. Time. They really um, worked with us on their um, A plus pages and yep. um, that type of thing. Set up some terms and. Um, and so they have helped us promote it to some degree. I mean, and now it's gotten to be a little more challenging to work with them because before they would, you know, pretty much give us a lot of free stuff and free help. Now it's pay to go pretty much everything. Yeah. So are you vendor central then? So you sell huh? Amazon. Are you do you sell through vendor central then, not seller central? We actually do both vendor and seller central okay. still because um, um because I was set up so long ago with vendor. Um, we actually have such good terms and, and we actually um, our profit margins are a little bit better on some products. But Seller Central gives us more flexibility. Yeah, you have more control. Advertising and managing the pricing. Um, that's one of the big challenges is map pricing that you hear so much about where oh, you yeah. try to make sure that everybody's selling it at the same price and Amazon doesn't honor that. So it's it these algorithms go out there and they keep undercutting your pricing by a penny here. Yeah. That's a unique, so that's one of the big challenges you have. Yeah. That's a good point because we deal with a lot of map compliance stuff for our clients. And the majority of what we deal with is actually they're running on seller central and somebody's either selling their product on Amazon, undercutting the price and winning the buy box, which is against map or um, on another, or there's another, what's it called um there's just another website or another fulfillment system that's selling it at a lower price than they but it is interesting to kind of hear that you using vendor central have to worry about amazon's math compliance compared to other websites because you don't want to get in a bidding war in a race to the bottom no and we don't allow um third party anymore on amazon so i kick those guys out so if somebody starts selling yeah. my product that isn't authorized I send them a you know letter. You need to take this off, and and we are trademarked, and so Amazon is helping a little bit with that. They do have processes to prevent third party and counterfeit types yep. of happening, but I think Map is always going to be a challenge. I mean, it's really difficult to enforce across the way, and so yeah, it's very um, manual. So yeah, um, and uh, but that I mean that's just part of the beast. You know, you just have to deal with totally. it. Totally. Totally. Are you guys doing much um, as far? I know that, you know, early on you said you mentioned retail and then Amazon approached you. Are you guys doing much D to C or are you, is your strategy diversified or what percentage of your pie would you say is is Amazon at the moment? We do Chewy, Chewy being a pet specific e-com yep. site. So okay. um, Amazon Chewy tend to be um, about equal when it comes to sales. Though I, um, I have been into some meetings lately and, Amazon actually has a better profit um, margin for most companies in pet. Um, some of the recent um, discussion groups that I'm in for that, um, people are starting to focus, actually keep their advertising dollars and really focus a little bit more on Amazon because you just get more yeah. ROI with it. So I hate, I mean, you hate the big monster, but they are, you know, if you look at your own buying habits, I mean, my own buying habits, as much as, you know, you get tired, you don't want, you want to support the small guy. You tend to go to Amazon because it's so easy, right? Yeah. They do have yeah. an outstanding business model and it is difficult, but we do try to support all our retailers that we do. We 
ninety percent of our sales are still e-commerce. Um, mm-hmm. We are working more and more. We're in CVS right now for retail, but right. um, on the brick and mortar. But e-commerce is definitely our focus, and um, we do most of it. So we do try to keep a level playing field for all our retailers and promote it on all, all sites so that you know we're fair. Yep, I almost named this podcast "Necessary Evil." because yeah. what i refer to amazon as yeah they uh, are the necessary i, I think it would have been a little bit since someone randomly sends you a dm on linkedin <laughs> or an email like want to be on my podcast necessary evil it's like i don't know if i want to be on that <laughs> people might get the wrong idea but that that's a really great point um i've always been an advocate of zooming out and just looking at your own products or your own clients or whatever it is through the, through the lens of yourself as a consumer and not as a business owner. Um, just because when I think about, you know, I like to advise companies, you know, when I'm looking at their product detail pages or their advertising strategy or whatever it is, I like to advise them to make changes on base, based on what I would impact me as a consumer. Like right. if I, I just look at their product detail page, I'm like, I can't read this or I don't understand what this means. And everyone's going to be a little bit different, but we are, first and foremost, even as business owners and as sellers were consumers as well. And that's just sometimes the simplest way to look at things is the best way to look at things. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that you hate, I think I hate more than anything and every, every manufacturer or business owner will tell you is reviews. Amazon used to let you respond to reviews so you could at least thank people for doing it or mm-hmm. if they have an issue you could say hey you know give us a call we'd love to help you and now they don't let you do that because they had so much um i guess fraud or different things happening and yeah, that's I think there's a lot I of it really really try hard is because we're a small company um mm-hmm. we really focus on our customer service and our customers so um you know reviews can be really challenging um to deal with yeah and i mean honestly i mean i have a ton of <laughs> i mean your views are the lifeblood of amazon obviously yep. Yep. and the benefit of amazon is you already have built-in traffic as far as people going to amazon.com itself the difficult part is that you're next to all your competitors like on a, on a digital shelf so to speak and reviews are the social proofing system that that drive the sales so with too few reviews with low quality reviews you know you're not going to sell and that impacts your livelihood but specifically within the pet space i think it's very tough because pets are so different and they react differently to different things like one of our clients um has this indoor uh dog potty training thing well it's actually it's more like kind of a litter box for dogs but it's all digital and it's self-cleaning and product works incredibly well app works incredibly well but certain dogs just won't use it right and they send a training guide and that's not going to work for every dog. And if somebody buys the product and for their, their stubborn dog doesn't want to use it, the product gets a bad review. And yeah. I'm sure for you guys, there's probably a lot of that. Like, Oh, my dog wouldn't keep them on. They were uncomfortable. Yep. yep. And there's, you know, there's so many different paw sizes or maybe they bought the wrong size. So all you can do is mitigate. By and that's why we wish, we wish we could respond to them, you know, to get right. them to, but so we make sure that we put in all our text and everything that please call us before you, you know, if you have questions on sizing or we're here yeah. to help we, and we put videos on because 
I always like when customers do call me, I go, keep in mind how many different size paws there are out there. It's like humans. There's a million different shoe sizes, but we yeah. only have five to seven sizes of boots. So it's going to be perfect. For you know, every dog. it's not going to work for every dog. And then every boot manufacturer is going to be a little bit different. Just like when you buy a Nike shoe compared to Adidas totally. shoes, the feel and the fit is going to be different because of the design. So, you know, our boots may not work with your particular dog, but we try our best. And, and 100%. if we get 80% of the dogs, I think we're doing pretty darn good. And that's, but the tough part is that I, I totally agree with that number. But the tough part is that if you get 80% of the dogs or hell, even 90% of the dogs as a perfect fit, what percentage of those 90% leave reviews versus what percentage exactly. of the 10% leave reviews? Because I'd say almost all the 10% are going to leave reviews. And maybe five percent of the ninety percent who would fit well are going to leave reviews. So there, so there are some tricks to it, but it's, yeah, it's tough. yeah. It's easier for people to leave a negative review for some reason than a positive. They figured, oh, it's positive. I'm happy. So why? And I don't know. It's just so for some pe people, it's just easier when they're Maybe mad. They want to get out yeah. there and write a negative review because they're mad. And yeah. I mean, I think about it and like I'm. A random example, but I'll think about like airlines, right? And I'll have everything will go smoothly, great experience. I never talk about it or think about it again. I have a poor experience, like customer service is hearing about it. Like yeah. it's just so much anger is just such a, so much more of a, of a driver than unfortunately than satisfaction is. Yeah. But um, that's why I think like overall review quality on Amazon should always be taken with a grain of salt and looking for themes, right? Yeah. Like. Yeah. If you're an Amazon customer looking at what, what are the problems? Like, what is everyone saying about this review? And if it's just like this article of clothing didn't look great on me or didn't fit me right. It's like, not necessarily the manufacturer, but yeah, yeah. anyways, I digress. Um, Terry, we're almost at time here. Two things before I let you go. One of them would be, what would be the best way for anybody who's listening to purchase your products and then any last parting words of wisdom um obviously you can purchase our product on amazon or on other e-commerce sites but we love it if you go to our healerspetcare.com site there's a lot of information on that site blogs product information so no matter where you buy our product you can get information on our website um and then i'm here you call the 1-800 number you're pretty much going to get me when you call so feel free to call <laughs> at any time at um, 800-924-7036 is the number. Um, so yeah, and I really appreciate the time and it was so nice to meet you. Um, I appreciate that. Um, I love doing these kind of talks. It's just, it, you know, just meeting other people is always fun. Yeah, totally. It's, and I'll be on the lookout for your podcast coming here soon yeah i i've gotta create i gotta get busy on that because we have be so many stories guys. i want to hear about <laughs> other people's crazy dogs and i plan on getting some trainers on there too to talk about how training right. tips right because we all have Very those cool. those challenges <laughs> that's great well terry thanks so much um can't wait to hear more about your podcast and we will talk soon okay thanks bye